I sure will. Uh, good morning, everybody. Y'all listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey. Got a radio show. Yeah, I do. Man, God is good. Hey, uh, today I just want to get right to it because this has really been uh, pressing me. Uh, I woke up and this was on my mind and I wanted to share it with you because I know this for a fact. See, I've, I've lived this for a fact. And, you know, uh, the majority of things I talk about in the morning uh, before we get started with the regular show is something that I've experienced. I, I can only tell you what I know. And so I've really, really understood why God has uh, had my life go the way that it's gone. Uh, because if I didn't have all these tests in my life, I didn't have all these tests that I passed, all these tests that I failed, if I didn't have all of those, the good and the bad, what could I share with you in the morning? What could I tell you about hanging? What could I tell you about failing and then winning? What could I tell you about hanging in there when all hope was gone? How, how could I share that with you unless I've had those moments myself? I don't care what happens to you. I don't care what you're going through. Don't you dare, dare give up. Under no circumstances. Don't you dare, dare ever give up. It is the biggest trick that the enemy has is making us think we ain't going to make it. To uh Water down 
the illusion that there's a possibility that you might still have a chance to get over. The biggest trick he uses is when you make a mistake and you fall, he gets you to start to thinking it's final, that there is no resurrection, there is no redemption, there is no recovery. He just makes you think it's final. He is the master deceiver. Don't you dare, dare ever give up. I don't care what besets you, befalls you, trips you up, what circumstantial situations may arise, don't you dare, dare ever give up. Because listen to me, these are tests that you are going through. And these tests, whether you pass the test or it appears that you failed the test, the test accomplishes the mission if you're smart about it. If you pass the test, Let's say you're going through a situation and you get over and it goes the way you want it to do. Then what you've learned is if you hang in there, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Okay, mission accomplished. If you fail the test and it doesn't go the way you want it and it goes the opposite and it turns out into a negative result and the response you were looking for is a no That's not final. That doesn't mean it's over. That doesn't mean it's time to turn back. It simply means that now you have learned a valuable experience. You have learned a valuable lesson. You now know what not to do. You are now, because you know what not to do, another step closer to getting it right. Listen to me. It has to happen this way. You have to have the rain in your life to get the flowers in your life. You got to have the darkness in your life to appreciate the sunshine in your life. You got to have woes and worries to appreciate the joys. It is merely a test. So when you get through failing, and you get through stumbling, and you get through messing it up, all that's getting you one step closer to getting it right. Oh, my relationship ended. I'll never be able to find another person like that. Not only will you not be able, well, not only will you be able to find a person like that, you can find a person that far better than that if you don't give up. But see, sometimes you got to go through the bad ones to get to the good ones. Don't you dare, dare ever give up. I don't care what happens to you. If you lose a loved one, and Lord knows I've lost some people I've loved dearly with every inch in me. I've lost my mother, my father, my brother, and my best friend. I don't know. I know people who have lost their children. Goodness, man, I can't even imagine that. But they kept on going. What you giving up for? Oh, I got you missing, and I got you grieving. But I got news for you. Don't you let the devil make you think it's over for you because somebody else ain't still here. It was their time. Now, I'm not trying to lessen the blow for you, but I'm trying to get you up on your feet. 
so you can stop all this old woe is me because the things that's happening to you, you're not the first person that's happened to. Come on now, let's get a grip. Let's wrap your mind around this thing. You have got to move forward if it's just in memory of those people. I was on one of the commercial breaks on Family Feud the other day and somebody asked me uh, something and I forgot the question, but my answer was, I've always wanted my mother and father to be proud of me. And in their absence and their demise, I'm hoping just somehow, man, that they watching me, that they see their boy, that I'm down here, that I'm doing better, that I'm making something about myself, that I'm loving my wife, that I'm taking care of my kids. I just want my old man to see that about me. You know, I want my mother to see that I'm trying to get my life together over here. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to be a better person. My mama was a Sunday school teacher for 40 years. She's been praying for me for a long time. I just hope, man, and that's all I'm doing, is just hoping that they see me so they can be proud of me. See, you, 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 you got to understand that when you make these mistakes, that when you fall and stumble and you get it all so wrong, it ain't over for you. Don't you dare, dare, dare ever give up. Don't stop thinking, man, because it ain't happening just the way you want it to, that it ain't meant to be. Devil, he got so many tricks to deceive you. You know why you're being tested right now? Because there is no testimony without the test. You got to go through something. It's all good, man. Telling you. Just wanted to share that with you. Don't you give up out there. I don't care what's happening. Don't, 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 don't get deceived. The victory's coming. But you ain't going to get it if you quit. Hang on, y'all. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, undivided. Attention, please. Capricorns, Aquarius, Leos, Taurus, Gemini, Cancers, Libras. Anybody I leave out. Pisces. Taurus. Scorpio left out. Uh, Taurus. Leo. Scorpios, Leo. Leos. Virgos. Virgos. I left them out. That ought to be everything. Sag. Like I said, Sagittarius. Okay, now if that's not, if we left you out now, it was too bad. <laughs> it's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> it got on your nerves. Yeah, because now this is not a good opening. This ain't what I was hoping Astrology. for. Astrology. Yeah, I done Astrology aggravated lesson. myself. I named seven of them. I felt very comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Harvey Morning Show. Good morning, Shirley Strawberry. Leo checking in. Good morning, Steve. Carla Pharrell. A Libra checking in. Good morning. Junior. Representing these cancers. Well, I ain't going to say nothing because Jay ain't here. Cancers. Oh, oh my God! I knew where he was going. Oh, yeah, I mean that's cool. Tommy, Tars the bull in the house, baby. Yay, yay! I represent Capricorn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Capricorn. <laughs> Ain't no R in it. Capricorn. <laughs> Capricorn. Mm. <Get> some corn. <laughs> Capricorn. Capricorn. Come on now. All together. Yeah, Capricorn. <laughs> well, how y'all feeling today? Good. Good. Oh, good. Really good. Good, good. Yeah. Nothing yeah. to complain about, Steve. Yeah. We bet not. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. Truly blessed. Uh-uh. We working. Yes. What? Employed. Blessed. We here. Living. Mm-hmm. And we're here. Yeah. Well, I'm in Miami. Got here today. Oh, super cool. Go ahead, boy. What's the weather like? I'm in Miami. Oh, it's nice. It's nice down here. I had lunch 
outside. Then I had to go to the writers' meeting. I just was in the writers' meeting last night writing mm-hmm. the monologue for this weekend. Oh, for the NFL on. You don't like it? You like it? Well, I mean, you know, I, one thing about it, man, I, one thing about these jokes, I do not. If I don't like it, I do not have to tell it. <laughs> okay. okay. No, 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 no. I was just trying to figure out what they're going to let me get away with. Mm-hmm. Mm. Are you writing your entire monologue by yourself, or you have no, uh, no, no, writers? No, no, no. Some writers with me, but... Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I pretty much, you know, I've been thinking about it for a while. So I had, I've wrote, already written the opening joke and the closing joke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Already done that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just wanted some filler ideas and they gave me. So we're going to work on it, the filler stuff that I want to put in the middle. Okay. You know, All I right. take premises okay. from people and then I turn it into my way. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and that's that's how gotcha. your sister writing system works. So we'll see how mm-hmm. it goes. Has anybody told uh, Mark Curry that? Anybody throw what? Has anyone Uh-oh. told Mark Curry that? You know what? I, I think that it's at a point I'm now just wondering. Where, Ooh, at the beginning of the show. Well, <laughs> well, I, mean, well I didn't know, like look, that. <laughs> no, it's okay because I've, yeah. I've just come to terms with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm perfectly fine. And I just decided my the biggest mistake I made was walking down the street commenting, I should stay oh, yeah. on the wall. Mm-hmm. I should just stay on the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and said that. Yeah. And I'd have been quit just window fine. shopping. That ain't nothing you do no way. I don't know what you got in front of the window. <laughs> All right, Steve. <laughs> Coming up, your favorite segment of the show. Time for Ask Steve at 32 hey, minutes after yeah. the hour. Come on, girl. Right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now, Steve, for your favorite. <laughs> Ask Steve. <laughs> you ready? Please keep your cool. answer short so we can I, get more questions. I, I can't promise you that. <laughs> All right, I'll go first. Just off the top of my head, Steve, uh, do you ever think, and I don't know if I've asked you this lately, but do you ever think we'll uh, have another black president anytime soon? Uh, not too soon. It oh. definitely won't have one in this election. They've all. Oh, no. Kamala gone, had. Corey gone. Uh, so, no, we're not going to have one this election. So I'm thinking, you know, uh, the 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 best thing, you know, I don't, I just don't want Donald Trump to be president no more. But I have a sinking feeling, yeah. the way this country is turning, that they're going to reelect him, unless we we have to get out in massive numbers, numbers. I mean, like more massive than numbers for Obama. Yeah. yeah. The rest of my it. answers is going to be ignorant. Come on, let's <laughs> yeah. go. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Okay. Come on, Junior. All right. Uh, if you weren't a comedian, what other profession would you do and why? I would be a junior high or a high school basketball coach. I would love to coach on the college level, but uh, I cuss too much. And that's and I would do that because I like shaping young boys' thoughts, process, and lives. And being that coach would help me be a father figure to a lot of young men. Okay, great answer. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like that. That's good. And I like Okay, I got one. I got one. What are three items you could buy at the grocery store and have the cashier rolling on the floor? Oh. Uh, uh, applesauce. Yeah, because who buys that? 
<laughs> uh, hell would I be in there buying some damn applesauce for? Uh, I, I can't imagine that being in the basket. Oh, uh, another item they'd probably be hollering, laughing. Oh, uh, buttermilk. Uh, but back there yes. arguing because buttermilk don't come in a gallon. Uh, a gallon of buttermilk? Yeah, back there just arguing. <laughs> I don't want four quarts. <laughs> On a gallon. Uh, buttermilk and uh, probably the third item that would cost the most conflict for me at the cash register uh, would be uh, probably bok choy. Mm. <laughs> what? Buttermilk, applesauce. And bok choy. Yeah, because I hate that and vegetable apple. with everything in me. It's the hardest <laughs> to chew damn thing I've ever seen in my life. It looked like it'll taste mm. good, but you can't chew it. So oh, I would just okay. be up those three items right there. Thank you, Tommy. Gotcha. Okay. Come gotcha. on, Carla. All right, I got a question. Super Bowl week, you're in Miami. Mm-hmm. Would you rather be the best player on a horrible team or the worst player on a great team? Uh, hmm. I probably want to be the uh, best player on a horrible team. Yeah, yeah, because at least I can live with myself at the end of the day. What I'm not going to do is being on the championship team and I'm making no damn contribution at all. You know, everybody talking about why is he on the damn team? Right. I would rather be on the team going, why is all y'all on the damn team? (laughs) Anybody score other than me? (laughs) Just stunned. Well, I got to pass it to my damn self. What? What? what, Where we at? Yeah. I so, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like yeah, that answer. Okay. All right, Steve. If you could trade lives with anyone on the planet, who would it be? If you could trade lives. Someone you know, someone you you know, I mean, who would it be if you could trade? Robert I know Smith. you love your life. I know you do. Robert who? Smith. The billionaire? The black yep. guy, the billionaire? Yep. I um, take it. If I had Okay, explain <clears> why. Because he got about $8 billion. Ooh, yeah, he do. And that's 700. That's that's eight. He got how many billions I say he got? Eight. eight. That's $7,950,000,000 more than I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> You did the man. Just ink a deal yeah. with uh, Terrence J. Terrence J is going to be working with him now. Uh, I don't know that. Yeah, I don't, I'm I just kidding. Really, I don't know. I don't. I don't really know, man. Um, mm-hmm. But who? Uh, I, I don't really. They don't have, have to nobody. be rich. They don't uh, have huh? to be rich. They don't have to be rich. Well, why would I want to? <laughs> the hell! Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You seen that movie before? <laughs> yeah. I don't know Man. what. I don't. What makes you think I'm finna go back? But you wrong about that shit. I'll be damned if you don't have to be rich. Oh, oh wait. Let me tell you what I'm not fitting to do. Not go back. In another oh, life circumstance. Voluntarily go back? Mm-hmm. Oh okay. no. Onward and upward. That's why I picked Robert. Uh-huh. <laughs> Because he cool, he got swag, he dressed good, he making a difference, he changing lives, he gave all them young boys that money at Mohouse. 
you know, he got plenty he more did. left where that come from. Mm-hmm. He in Davos making decisions about uh, African Americans' lives and welfare. You know, he just he just had twin daughters in December. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't need that, but you know. <laughs> that bank account, though. Yeah, but that eight billion. I, I, I have four more kids with this eight billion. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Terrence J just signed a deal with him. I don't. In I've his a nice. film and TV production company. With oh, okay. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's real good. That's cool. Yeah. yeah congratulations. Yeah. Sorry, Junior. All right. Ah. Oh man. That Time's was the up. last one. Time's up. All right. Well, Junior, I'm gonna let you ask me one when we come back for okay. this. I got a good one for you. All right, okay. and nephew's <laughs> also coming up with run that prank back right I after. I just this. said that, Shirley. Oh, did you? <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, entertainment and national news. Uh, also, uh, we're gonna get into nephew Tommy's run that prank back. That damn show gonna be crazy. <laughs> How's his knee almost on the floor and the rest of him is in the bed? Uh, It is time for the nephew to run that prank. He's crazy. What you got, Neff? God may not be through with you, but we are. (laughs) That's crazy. That's it. God may not be through with you. I admit that. But guess what? We are. We through with you. Hey, let me step away from my cubicle. Yeah. Let me hold, hold on. Hold, let what, me step away from this cubicle so I can tell your ass something else. <laughs> God may not be through with you, <laughs> but we are. Let me step out this cubicle. She gonna step out the cubicle. I love it. In this hallway where I can talk to you like I want to. <laughs> Let's go, cat dog. Hello. Hello. I'm trying to reach our uh, sister Takara. Who's this? This is uh, Brother Brinkley from the church. How you doing? Oh, hey. How is it? It's um, I'm at work. Can I call you back? Uh, um... uh, well, this is this is kind of urgent. I called your your house phone and I didn't get an answer. And I, I had this other number on file, so I wanted to reach out to you. But what I won't take okay. long, but it, it it really is an urgent. Uh, all right, well, <clears throat> that urgent matter, if you don't mind. All right, hold on, hold on. Let me let me step away from my cubicle. Hold on. Hello? Hello, yeah. Okay. So what's, uh, Brother Brinkley, speak to me. Okay, we have a bit of a problem here, and we're going to try to, we're trying to clean up a lot of things here at the church in 2020. You know, I hate to be the one to bring you some bad news. Uh, let me just start by by saying this. God might not be through with you, but we are here at the church. It has been brought to our attention, uh, Sister Cara, that, you guys are halfway coming to church. You 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 might come once once out of a month. You're not tithing as we expected. You know the the, the church can't really depend on you. Um, it's you. You got you know you bring your kids. I think your brother comes to the church, but everybody is coming every now and then. We cannot depend on you all to be the members and have the expectation of what we're trying to. Well, what? Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You say you say your name is Brother Brinkley. You're from. Brother Brinkley. Yes. And you yes. you 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 work uh, you work under the deacon? Uh I'm sorry. Uh I I've never heard of you before. I I I have been officiated by the pastor as I'm over actually over the finance. 
and we're going through all of the books and looking at all of the numbers of the of the members of the church, the directory, and we're okay. noticing what people are paying tithes, what people aren't paying tithes, who's coming to church, who's participating okay. in different in different uh, 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 ministries and whatnot. And Sister Takara, I got I have to be honest with you, you 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 there maybe once every one of a month we might see you, might not see you, you know. And like I say, God may not be through with you, but we are. Okay, you keep saying that. that well, listen, why? I don't understand. Like, are y'all monitoring my 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 church going? Like, I can't. I can't. I can't. I have to go every single week. I mean, I, well, I, I well, go when well, I can. Why are you absent so much at the church? Explain that. Well, to me. I mean, I have three kids. You know, I mean, <laughs> I have two jobs. Sometimes I don't. I mean, I still pray. I I, I don't understand how a church can. Are you y'all serious? You got two jobs, but we're not getting tithes like you got two jobs. Well, You're not tithing like you got two jobs. Because I, I can't afford. I got you just you just said I got two jobs. That's what you just said. And that those two jobs are in support of my kids. I mean, I can't support the church and my kids at the same time. I, I can't do both. I mean, I, do, I give when I can. You're... Let me ask you something. Uh, what are you making on that other job? Are you serious? Are you really? You really? You really? Ask, I didn't know the church got in this deep with. You really asking me how much I make in my second job that I take to support my kids? Come on now, there's got to be something. This is. I'm gonna say this to you again. God may not be through with you, but we are. If you are not right. going to pay your tithes, if you're not going to come to work on a consistent basis, then what What do you benefit the church? Is that what the church is about? This can't be. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this to you. You, you. Let me tell you what the church is all about. The church and is you say, a... And you say we're done with you again one more time. I'm serious. No, I'm going to tell you this. You're talking about is that what the church is about? Let me tell you what the church is. The church is a hospital for crippled souls. You understand that? That's what okay. the church is. That's what the church is. But when, when we have souls that are coming in to be saved, we are doing our job. And guess what? Those people that are coming in, you know what they're doing? They're tithing. That's what they're doing. They're tithing. You, Sister Takara, I'm sure your soul is crippled. You're not coming, and you're not tithing. You may give us a, a little something, something when you show up, well, if you show up. Am I right or wrong? Hmm? Okay, hold up. This let me get one thing straight. This is what you called me for in the middle of my work day to tell me that you're kicking me out the church because I don't give enough money to the church while I'm at my job that I can barely afford to pay my bills with. As a matter of fact, I don't even know who you are. I've never met you in my life. And I don't, you know what? This church, you know, this church, I hate to say it, but if that's what the church is about, you had the nerve to call me. I'm, I'm in the lobby of my second job. Okay, now, 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 let me say something. Now, you being very unchristian like now. Are you kidding me? So, so Sakari, you're going to watch your tone and your language, you hear? This is not Christian-like. Well, 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 you now, do, you, do you know Brother Dwayne? Isn't that your brother? Okay, and? Now, now Brother Dwayne is who told me to call you. Really? Yeah. My brother. Yeah. So what so what is this about? Huh? Brother okay. whatever. I don't know. What is your name? 
My name is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your brother Dwayne got me to prank phone call you. <laughs> Nephew Tommy. No. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna kill Oh my gosh, yo, he about to get me fired from this job. I'm in the lobby screaming my people looking at me. Oh my uh, gosh. You all right? I'm here is nephew Tommy. Yeah, it's oh, nephew Tommy. No. What's up? Oh no, no, no. Oh my gosh. That's, oh, my gosh. My heart is racing. Tell me this, Takara. What is the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? Steve Harvey. <laughs> God may not be through with you, but we are. You, are you play too much. We are. That's how we're doing it, baby. Stupid coming Montgomery, baby. The Gump on the 14th of March. The 14th of March at the Montgomery Performing Arts Center. Tickets on sale right now. All right? God may not be through with you, but we are. Yes. Come see Stupid on the 14th in Montgomery, Alabama. All right, nephew. Thank you. Uh, Coming up at the top of the hour, (laughs) we have some entertainment and national news right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, yesterday, uh, Vanessa Bryant changed her profile image on her official Instagram account. She changed it to a picture of Kobe and Gigi. In the picture, Kobe is embracing Gigi. Uh, She's got her arm on his shoulder, and he's lovingly gazing down. And that picture is from the 2016 NBA All-Star Game in Toronto, Uh, Vanessa also posted a touching message on Instagram yesterday. I'll read some of it. She said, my girls and I want to thank the millions of people who've shown support and love during this horrific time. Thank you for all the prayers. We definitely need them. We are completely devastated by the sudden loss of my adoring husband, Kobe, the amazing father of our children, and my beautiful, sweet Gianna, a loving, thoughtful, and wonderful daughter, an amazing sister to Natalia, Bianca, and Capri. We are also devastated for the families who lost their loved ones on Sunday, and we share in their grief intimately. We aren't. There aren't enough words to describe our pain right now. I take comfort in knowing that Kobe and Gigi both knew that they were so deeply loved. We are so incredibly blessed to have them in our lives. I wish they were here with us forever. They were our beautiful blessings Taking from, taken from us too soon. Wow. Um, <sighs> you know, I mean, you just feel her so much, I, I, you know. I, I, Keep... I, I, I don't even know how to. You know, this, this woman's strength that mm-hmm. is required of her and these kids um, is, is, is something that's like uh, abnormal. I mean, it's, it's it's almost superhuman strength that's required at a time like this. And hopefully she has a great support system. And according to these words right here, uh, it sounds like it. Because you've got to have a a lot of people, man, have, are coming to to sit with her and, and check and pick the baby up and take. you got to take a lot of little menial tasks off people at this point because the 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 little stuff you you know you hear the saying don't sweat the little stuff mm-hmm. at this point in time you 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 can't have little stuff on on you because the day to day yeah, yeah. you um, need yeah, every yeah. 
ounce of everything that's in you just to cope. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, that's, it's just phenomenal that this is even happening for yeah. her to issue right. any type of statement at this time. It yeah. is just amazing. Amazing. I know those three Yes, girls. it's amazing strength. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she's got to show just, up for them and she's probably, oh my God. You just, oh. Yeah, man. Um, so, you know, to the prayer warriors out there, and we know you're out there, uh, please keep Vanessa Bryant and the entire Bryant family in your prayers. Uh, also, the uh, other families who lost their lives in that uh, horrific yeah, crash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Snoop Dogg, Justin Bieber, and Meek Mill are among those who are calling for the NBA to change their logo to feature Kobe's silhouette. Uh, that is actually happening. The current logo features a silhouette of Jerry West, another Lakers great who described himself as a surrogate father uh, to Kobe. Uh, an org petition is well on its way to having three million signatures. So they're not playing around, you know, with the request yeah. to change the logo. Yeah. And now right now they're trying to find some place in L.A. to hold a memorial service for Kobe because they they say they're expecting hundreds of thousands of people to show up. All right. Yeah. I heard uh, they were looking at the Coliseum. The Coliseum, yeah. The, oh my God. the actual yeah. stadium and then yeah. outside as well because yeah. that can hold a lot more people. Yeah. All right, Steve. Uh, time now for today's headlines, please. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Ann Tripp. Thank you very much, everybody. This is Antrip with the news, and there is a lot of it these days. President Trump signed his revamped version of the North American Free Trade Agreement yesterday. He said it was the fulfillment of a campaign promise. This is a colossal victory for our farmers, ranchers, energy workers, factory workers, and American workers in all 50 states, and you could almost say beyond, because it's all beyond. This is all over the world, even though it's at one beautiful border. Trump's calling it a momentous, historic, and joyous occasion, while experts say the difference between the original NAFTA agreement and the rewritten one that uh, Trump wanted actually is minimal. Minimal, however, is not the way Trump sees what's going on in Capitol Hill, apparently, where he's hoping that Republican senators hold a line against Democrats and refuse to impeach him. Maybe I'm being just nice to him because I want their vote. Does that make sense? (laughs) I don't want to leave anybody out. Hey, Congressman, I already got your vote, 196 to nothing. The hell with you. Yeah, President saying that. Senators were going to continue submitting written questions for each other today and in a day or two, maybe just tomorrow, vote on whether to allow new testimony to be presented in Trump's impeachment trial. That's something the president does not want. Authorities investigating the helicopter crash to kill Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and seven others say the copter was not equipped with something called a crash warning device because one wasn't required. Uh, officials say, though, it's not clear as to whether having one would have saved lives, but they say there wasn't one on there. Uh, we have a spokesperson for the National Transportation Safety Board saying that Kobe's helicopter slammed into a foggy hillside after a minute-long high-speed drop. There's no firm word as to whether the pilot was in control of the copter um, at that time. More than 200 Americans have now been evacuated from Wuhan, China, the epicenter of that coronavirus outbreak, uh, flown to Southern California where they're being screened and temporarily quarantined. So far, the coronavirus has sickened thousands in more than 10 countries. And now American, Delta, United, British Airways, Lion Air, many have all announced canceled flights in and out of China for at least the rest of this month and maybe February. 
According to BuzzFeed News, Associated Press says that a black cop in Maryland shot and killed a man who was sitting inside his police cruiser with his arms handcuffed behind his back. That cop has been charged. Shooting uh, not caught on body camera, but the victim was African-American also. Students at Ball State uh, in Indiana walked out of class early this week to protest a professor who actually called the police on a black student who simply didn't want to change his seat from where he was. And, of course, Kobe Bryant, you know, won an Oscar. He's going to be in the in memoriam part of this year's Oscars ceremony for his short and tight untitled The Dear Basketball. Now back to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Yo Gotti and Jay-Z's Rock Nation are continuing to put pressure on Mississippi officials to address the deplorable conditions of the state's prisons. We talked about this story a couple of weeks ago. Rock Nation's social justice arm Team Rock recently shared footage showing just how bad things are in the state pen. Videos and, and pictures taken by inmates show filthy facilities and unchecked violence, including a knife fight between two inmates. In response, the governor of Mississippi, Tate Reeves, has vowed to shut down the Parchment Farms unit of the prison. Uh, still, it's unclear if Reeves uh, fully comprehends the situation, considering it was only a few days ago that he was trying to blame possession of contraband cell phones for the recent violence. Team Rock Nation and its attorneys aren't just trying to shine a spotlight on the situation. Team Rock has uh, contacted the Department of Justice, and they want protective orders to keep inmates safe. That's so interesting uh, that Mississippi Governor Tate Reeves uh, blames the uh, murders and deaths at Parchment on inmates with cell phones. Our response to that is, had it not been for the inmates with the cell phones, no one would even know the conditions of the prison. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> well, yeah, so. I agree with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's his response is if they didn't have illegal cell phones, no one would know the conditions. That was no, he said. He's that? blaming the murders and the deaths on the inmates with the cell phones. That's why they're doing it. Yeah, what? That's what he's but saying. Yeah, that's what he's but, saying. Wait, yeah. wait a minute, wow. sir. Sir, <laughs> first of all, let me help you understand something about the judicial system. You cannot get a cell phone in without your guards' help. Mm, true. Your guards true. are making money by bring. You can't bring a cell phone in without the guards' help. So your guards know that they can make money by bringing in the phones. They do all of that for money themselves. It's supply and demand. So for you to dump that on the inmates, the inmates can't get it without your guards, partner. The inmates go nowhere to buy phones. What are you but talking no about? But no one would know that if you didn't have the phones. Mm-hmm. So, like, y'all wouldn't even be talking to us if they didn't have the ability to film it. Right. What? How's he in charge talking answer. like this? That's, no, so that's stupid. He's the governor. That's he the governor? That's yes. your statement? <laughs> All right, Steve. Coming up at 34 minutes after what? the hour. Popeyes, uh, they may have to get information. All right, let's just put it like that, and we'll tell you why right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Now, we all know Beyonce loves her some Popeye's chicken. We all know this. Yes. <laughs> She's expressed her love for many, many years about Popeye's. However, Popeye's just unveiled new employee uniforms, which are really cute, and they look very much like uh, Queen Bee's new Adidas Ivy Park activewear, okay? You know, she just uh, launched her new collection. Yeah. Uh, Popeye's mm-hmm, released uh, a picture 
uh, with the caption, nothing new here, just the uniforms we wear every day. It also includes a link to its online store where fans can buy the items from its fashionable uniform lineup, which includes the tagline, that look from Popeye's. What? (laughs) They selling outfits? I'm not buying a chicken. That look from Popeye's. Let me get this number two. Okay. Dark, spicy. Oh, and that warm up over there. (laughs) In an XL. Let me get that. That look from Popeye's. Now, this is according to TMZ. Beyonce did kind of choose Popeye's colors for the new Ivy Park designs. What is it? Maroon and kind of like a maroon and yellow. Uh, Yeah. Uh, But then again, Popeye's uh, sure seems to have swiped her style, you know. Wow. Damn. I'm yeah. not fitting to walk around looking like I work at Popeye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not fitting to Her I'm Ivy stuff that. is fly. The Ivy stuff may very well be fly. Ivy Park, I've seen yeah. some that I think yeah. is hot. It is. I think it Popeye is. needs to be ashamed of their damn self. <laughs> yeah. Selling uniforms. It's close, though. It's close. The, the, yeah. yeah. Get information. Let's get information. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, speaking of chicken, uh, the chicken sandwich, Tommy, may have won big in 2019, but the chicken wing will still reign supreme over the big game uh, in 2020. Don't forget the National Chicken Council. And it don't matter where that wing came from. The what? Do it. No matter where that wing come from, it don't matter. The National Chicken Council released its annual chicken wing report projecting Americans to consume a record-breaking 1.4% billion with a B chicken wings during this Sunday for Super Bowl 54. They need a picture of this council. <laughs> I need to see the National Where is all these the damn chickens chicken at council. What, Tommy? Where what? is all these damn chickens, though? Why are you upset about chicken news? Because it's too much chicken news. Every, t- every time I turn around, it's Chick-fil-A got something to say. Then you turn around again, and then here come here come Popeye. They come back with some more chicken. Like like It's, it's like a chicken wall. What is it? Yeah, now the National Chicken Why? Council. Why? It don't make no damn sense. <laughs> Pretty soon you're going to look up the basket ride. We're going to have some chicken ice cream. It's just stupid. <laughs> It's stupid. It's too much chicken news. And you ought to be fed up with it. Now y'all finna buy a chicken outfit with Popeye's on it. Rocking it. Rocking it. From Going the to the Popeye movie store. my Popeye's yeah. warm up. From the Man, Popeye's please. store. Well, can I ask you a question, Tommy? What? Are you going to have chicken wings this Sunday yeah. for the game? You know he is. Yeah. Lemon oh, pepper oh, okay. all day. But they ain't got to be in the news. <laughs> That's right. The hell is chicken news? The world doesn't have to know about it, huh? <laughs> We've been eating chicken all the time. Now all of a sudden, chicken popular. As hell. As hell. Man. Like, we ain't been making fried chicken sandwiches. <laughs> I ain't saying nothing new. Well, the commercial, the new commercials on TV are back. They're saying the, the fried chicken sandwich is back. Popeye's fried chicken sandwich is back. Get information about these yeah. chickens. I'm not going to be in no chicken formation. I'm not doing it. I refuse. Y'all can do that if y'all want to. Unk, you got to see this, Unk. It's embarrassing. What's what? this? The new, the new uniforms. This is okay. Yeah. Well, send me a picture. It looks just like Ivy Park a little bit. Yeah. It does, but oh my God. It really does. Send me does. a picture. I'm finna send it to you. Ain't nobody this damn happy. 
Man, sit y'all chicken ass down. Do find something to do. They're cute though. The uniforms are cute. That's what I said. Quit showing them love, I like Shirley. <laughs> I like them. Shout yeah, out to you Popeyes. Ain't that hard you got it <laughs> they got good chicken and good uniform. Oh, get information. <laughs> All right, coming up line. next. Y'all better get in line building. to vote. That's what y'all ass better do. Absolutely. Right. With uh, today's prank phone call coming up right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. Subject, my husband is scared of his family. Mm, my husband is scared mm. of his family. But right now, the nephew is here with today's prank phone call. What you got for us, now? It's 2020. Uh-huh. Ignat conference call. <laughs> Ignat. Conference call. What make it so ignorant? Hey man, him. I done done some incredible ones in my lifetime. I have. Uh huh. But this one takes the cake. Oh, this is really? ignorant. This right here. Oh man. I, I can promise you it ain't gonna be better than they was a clown. Oh. Crazy. It's up there. Oh, it's up there now. Really? Ignorant conference call. Come on, cat dog. Let's okay, go. Yeah, let's hear. It. Hello, this is Hannah. Hi there, this is Frank checking in. Hey, David here on the line. Hey guys, how's it going? Uh, I'm fine. What's up? Hey, I think uh, I think we're waiting for for one other person. Guess I'll dial in a second. Hello, yep, you know this is Sherman. Sherman Davis, General Manager's Assistant. How you guys doing? Everybody here? Hey, Sherman. Yeah. yeah. Hi. Doing fine. Hello, Sherman. All right, all right, Hi. guys. We got. Let me make sure we got everybody here. Is Hannah here? Yep, Hannah's here. How's it going? All right, Frank. Yep, I'm on the line. Thank you. All right, good, good, good. And David. Yep. Hey, Sherman. I'm here. All right, my man. Good deal. Good deal. All right, got some news for you guys. I need you guys to just bear with me for a second. I'm getting all the paperwork in. My um, assistant Cynthia is here, so you guys just give me a second. I'm gonna put you guys on hold for a second, and I'll be back probably less than thirty seconds. Okay. All right, no okay. problem. Will do. Thank you. Cynthia, can you bring me all of the um, stuff on these three guys? I mean, today is supposed to be, uh, they're on hold right now, but today's the day that we're giving them their severance packages and letting them go, and uh, they'll be out of here probably by tomorrow morning. They're clearing their things out. They don't know it yet, but we're going to at least give them their severance packages today, okay? You know, they put it on my shoulders to break the bad news. It's like somebody's got to do it, so it's my job today. All right. So bring it to me and, and get it in here as soon as possible so I can uh, hurry and get past this conference call. All right. Hello? Did you guys? All right, guys. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, Excuse Hello? me? Hey, Sherman? Hello? Yeah, this I'm, I'm here, guys. Yeah. You, uh, you never put us on hold? No. Sherman, so are you about to fire us right now? What are you talking Wait about, Wait a minute. Sherman? Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on, guys. What, 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 what's going on? What are you guys talking about? We're asking uh, you what's going on. We, we just heard you didn't put us on hold. We just heard all that. Yes, severance package is what I heard. I heard you're letting us go. Oh, my oh. God. Uh, Sherman. Um, maybe, you, Sherman? maybe you're talking about Sherman. some other people. But we okay. just heard. Okay, hey, say- hey guys, do hang, hang on. Everybody, just calm down. Just give me, <laughs> give, give me a second here. Hang on. I just let me, let me. I'll be right back. Hang on. Uh, Hello? What is going on? Did you... Did we hear that? Okay. You all heard the same thing? 
Definitely I don't know what he's talking about. Cynthia, how do I? Did I? Is this? Is this the whole button here? This is it. All right, there we go. They fucking heard everything. No, they just they sit fucking asking me right now. I'm doing what he's telling me to do. This these three are supposed to be let go by the end of the day. I mean, I, I, I got to do it, but it looks like the severance is nobody can live off of this for even three freaking months. I already know that. This is this is really up. Oh. oh god. All right. So look, bring me everybody's stuff. Let me at least after lunch they all come in here and pick up their things. That's all I can think of. Okay. Is this the right button here? Okay. Hello. It's not the right button. We can hear I, you, I, Sherman. Three I months. Believe Sherman? what I'm hearing. Three what? months. You have to be kidding me. I've been with this. I've been with this for five years. All right. I've not. I've not let you down for a quarter. The company down for a quarter. This is. This is ridiculous. I cannot believe this. And I'm on travel right now. So how am I going to come and get my things? By the end of the day. This is ridiculous. This is how you're going to let us know. This, this is unprofessional. This is trash. I cannot believe. If you all need a lawyer, I have someone. I have contacts. We can talk. But honestly, Sherman, this is this is this is unacceptable. Let's not do the whole lawyer thing, guys. Okay, let's not do that. All right. Now people get let go from companies. People get let go all the time, and you guys know this. Let go on a conference call with other people. What are you? This is ridiculous. You're giving okay. a personal business. Yes, yes, that's true. You're giving personal business to another. Uh, it, exactly. It, it, it's not on hold. Yeah, you cannot be doing this. Yeah, email me that lawyer's number for sure. Yes, yeah, I, will. Okay. I, I, I will. I got you on it too, David. Thank you. I didn't. I didn't try to for you guys to learn it this way. All right. I'm. I'm. Uh, okay. Let's just say I'm not good at the conference button. No, I don't know yeah, how to put any no, buttons. Yeah, you're not good at the conference call. You're not yeah, good at any of this. This is not a good message. It's not. It's, it's not appropriate professional messaging. In fact, this is. <laughs> I, I'm mortified. I cannot believe this. I is put this five years of my life in this company. This is beside it the point. No, your it best is. employees. No, it okay. is. It is. It is. Hannah's absolutely right. It is illegal. This is illegal. Yep. Yep. I. I will. I'm writing this down. Wait. I'm wait. Wait. Come on. Now. Hey. 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 What do you mean you're recording it? What are you? What are you recording it for? What? Yes. I'm letting you know. Legally, I can let you know. I'm recording this call. Can yep. you send me that recording, David? I, I, I will do I, it. Listen, I don't consent on being recorded. I want that known we now. Well, that's on not being on hold, Sherman. Exactly. Okay. Okay. You, can I can I ask you guys something? Do you guys are you familiar with your coworker named Barry Dillard? Yes. You don't have to answer that. Oh, Barry fired too. How are you gonna tell him? Let me tell you what's going on. Barry told me to call you. This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All three of y'all just got pranked <laughs> by your coworker Barry Dillon. <laughs> <laughs> Are you oh kidding me? <laughs> oh my god! I'm about to have a heart attack. Oh my god. Hey y'all, nobody Whoa. has lost their job. Hannah, Frank, David, nobody oh, has lost god. their job. But your coworker, <laughs> Barry Dillard, got me the prank phone call. Y'all right? So everybody's got their job. We good. Oh, oh my goodness. We're gonna have to get Barry back. Wow. Oh, my god. wow. Okay. Okay. I'm yeah, good. good. I'm good now. I'm good. <laughs> Y'all got to tell me this. What is the baddest radio show in the land? Let me hear it.
clearly Steve Harvey Morton. Steve Harvey Show. And you, Nephew Tommy. Oh, man, we're on the Steve Harvey Show. There it is. That's the ignorant conference call right there. You can get your behind. Learn to use your mute button. (laughs) For real, Tommy. I know it's 2020 and you... You know, you got all new pranks and everything. You leveled (gasps) up, but Lord, (laughs) nervous for you. You don't know how to use the mute button. You didn't Mm -mm. make sure Mm -mm. it was Mm -mm. muted. Mm -mm. (laughs) Didn't hit it. Didn't hit it. Obviously. I don't discriminate. I'm pranking black people and white people together. I'm doing it all. (laughs) Y'all are too highest on the list. Steve, can't you talk to your nephew? Uh -uh. No, that's pretty good. Yeah. Stupid at its best, okay? 2020, baby. And I'm bringing it uh, uh, with the Laugh Fest, 14, 15, 16th of February. All right? Mm. What my grandmama told you. February, if I just make it through January and February, <laughs> I can march on through to April and May. February, baby, that. it's <laughs> Cleveland, <laughs> Cincinnati, and Memphis, Tennessee. The 14, 15, and 16th go to all Ticketmaster outlets. It's me. It's Dion Cole. It's Cedric the Entertainer. It is Earthquake and D.L. Hughley. Uh, doing the doggone thing on the Comedy Lab Fest at all Ticketmaster outlets. Tickets on sale right now. And then you can also catch me in Montgomery, Alabama on the 14th of March. That's right, in the Gulf. In Tickets the on Gulf. sale right now. Home yes, of the sir. world yes, famous, my boy, Greg Calhoun. I miss you, man. Yes, it is. God, dog. <laughs> all right, thank you, guys. Uh, coming up next, Strawberry Letter is subject, My Husband is Scared of His Family. We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air. Yeah, sure. Just, yes? I would like to say something about that statement that you make every day about the Strawberry Letter. Uh-huh. What? You say if you're looking for advice. Uh-huh. If you need advice. Uh-huh. Right. I just want to put a disclaimer in here that there are times when I don't feel like giving advice. <laughs> 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 so noted, uh, Shirley will always give advice. Mine yeah. is optional and is on a uh, Per, per letter basis. Okay. <laughs> but send them in anyway, okay? We still want to hear from you. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. All right, Buckle up. Hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, Strawberry Letter. Thank you, nephew. Subject, uh, my husband is scared of his family. Dear Stephen Shirley, I've been married to a wonderful man for almost three years. It's his second marriage and my first. Everything is fine with us, except the fact that his mom and his aunts don't like me. My husband has never tried to fix this problem because I think he's scared of the women in his family. Recently, things got out of hand and my feelings were hurt. Here's what happened. His mom had a 60th birthday party and I didn't want to go, but my husband insisted that I go. When we got to the party, his mother gave me a fake smile and barely spoke. His aunts avoided me so they wouldn't have to speak to me. My husband and I sat with his family and they only talked to him the whole time. I was not at all surprised to see his ex-wife and daughter there seated at the table right next to us. His mother spoke to him, but ignored me. His daughter spoke to him, but ignored me. His ex-wife didn't speak to either of us. 
Uh, I told him that I will not be ignored by a child, and I was uncomfortable and ready to leave. He said I couldn't go because it would cause unnecessary drama. Then this big burly Aunt Anne stood up to give a toast. She thanked the family for coming, and she turned to my husband's ex-wife and told her that she will always be an important part of their family. At that point, I walked out. My husband came behind me, and uh, I made him take me home. We fussed and cussed all the way home, and he said that he can't go against his family, and I knew they didn't like me uh, when, he, when we got married. We're not speaking, and I want to go upside his head every time I think of what he said to me. I want to cuss his aunt, his aunt out, too. Did I handle this all wrong? How can we fix things so that this doesn't keep affecting our marriage? Please help. Wow. Um, all right, we, meaning you and him, don't need to fix anything, okay? He needs to fix this. This is his rude, ignorant family. And, and with marriage, you know he's supposed to, to stick with and support you. You are his wife. Uh, leave and cleave. That's what he's supposed to do. I mean, if I were you, I probably wouldn't go to another family outing or event that they had uh, until he has a family meeting and tells them to stop disrespecting you. I mean, you called him a wonderful man, wonderful man in the opening line of your letter. And uh, that's what a wonderful man would do. He would talk Talk to his family, find out what the problem is, and try to resolve it so you would be comfortable. Um, I, I'm sure, though, that you left out a good portion of the details in this letter, like why he got divorced, you know, what was that all about, how you guys met, uh, why his folks don't like you, because he said you knew they didn't like you when you guys got married. So I, I think there's more to this story. I think that information would be really helpful in this situation. Uh, uh, do they just not like you, or is there a reason they don't like you? I'm not saying it's your fault, but, you know, we definitely need a little more information. Okay, but I think, you know, he should check them about how they treat you. I definitely think that. Uh, Steve? Well, <sighs> I don't know where to start <laughs> with this ignorant mess right here. Well, you're definitely going to get ready to say something crazy. To go there. Uh, I've been married to this wonderful man for three years. It's his second marriage, my first. Everything fine with us except the fact that his. Mama and his fat ass aunts don't like me. <laughs> she didn't say fat. She said big and burly. I bet they is, though. <laughs> <laughs> they can I be some of the most evil people. And don't <laughs> tell me you're fat shaming and all that because I ain't. My husband has never tried to fix this problem because I think he's scared of the women in his family. I told you they was big. I said that earlier. And then you say, I think he's scared of them. Why you think he's scared? Cause it a size. <laughs> Recently, things got out of hand, and my feelings were hurt. Here's what happened: His mama had a 60th birthday, so I would just like to say, as a 63-year-old man, your, your mama-in-law is younger than I am, and they throw in parties, and that's cool. But I don't have right. people over at the house and stuff like that no more. I just stopped doing it. But anyway, they still doing it. And I didn't, you didn't want to go, but your husband insisted that I go. When we got to the party, his mama gave me that fake smile and barely smoke, spoke. His fat-ass aunts avoided me so they wouldn't have to speak to me. Not big people don't letter. like, big. see, big people don't like speaking to a lot of people because it takes extra breaths. 
and they trying to save all of them in case they had to go upstairs to the bathroom. My husband and I sat with his family, you know and they only talked to him the whole time. What? Y'all ain't said, well, how you doing, Helen, or none of that? Nothing. Man, some, somebody finna get told to kiss something. Just hold tight. <laughs> I was not at all surprised to see his ex-wife and his daughter there. What? Hold on, Steve. Hold on. Uh, we'll have part two of your response coming up at 23 minutes after the hour. Today's Strawberry Letter title, My Husband is Scared of His Family. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's Strawberry Letter. Subject, My Husband is Scared of His Family. Mm. Well, he got a right to be. This Why? is second marriage. You say he's a wonderful man, but then you say, I think he's scared of the women in his family. That's because his mom and his fat-ass aunts don't like him. Recently, things got out of hand, and my feelings was hurt, and here's what happened. His, his mammy Steve. had a six. Uh-uh. That's what this he is. Love see, mammy. He see love that's mammy. what you that's what you call them when they not listening. <laughs> Your mammy didn't speak. Hey, listen, she ain't going to be too many more mammies now. Your mammy, 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 mammy. That's when, you, that's when your wife trying to get under your skin. Yo, mammy, mammy, mammy. She, my wife and my mama ain't going to be too more mammies. Mammy, 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 mammy. That type of action. So they gave us snakes, fake spout bed. Then fat-ass aunts avoided me so they wouldn't have to speak to me. My husband and I sat with his family, and they only talked to him the entire time. Now, here's where the letter took a turn for me. I wasn't at all surprised to see his ex-wife and his daughter there. <laughs> I'll be fair. I know. They did this on purpose to you. Yeah. And this seating chart had all y'all sitting there together right next to us. His daughter spoke to him but ignored me. Mm-hmm. His ex-wife didn't speak to either one of us. She a real ex-wife. Mm. She ain't speaking to his ass or you. <laughs> <laughs> and now here the letter got a little stupid. <laughs> I told him I will not be ignored by a child. What? That's your problem? With that ignorant ass baby? <laughs> Wait a minute. Ain't nobody spoke to you since you've been at the party. <laughs> then you tell your husband I will not be ignored by a child. The damn adults is ignoring your ass. <laughs> The child is just repeating learned behavior. Mm-hmm. Yep. Everybody yep. else ignores you, so why ain't I? So I said I'll not be ignored by a child. I was uncomfortable and ready to leave. You should have been uncomfortable. He said I couldn't go because it would cause unnecessary drama. I'm not sitting up in this house. All these fat-ass people, ain't nobody talking to me. You're <laughs> sitting up in here. You've been talking to everybody all night, and you bring this little ugly-ass baby yours up in here. Now she ain't talking to me. And your punk-ass ex-wife sitting her little stank-ass over there. She ain't talking to nobody. Then his big, burly aunt, I told you. I told you, Shirley. Then no, his big, burly you. Aunt Anne. Yeah. Same as my Aunt Agnes. Stood her big wide ass up to give a toast. No, hell no. I told you some big ass people in this family. 
She thanked the family for coming, and then she turned to my husband's ex-wife and told her that she would always be an important part of their family. Well, she ain't. Mm. You can make a toast all you want. Her ass is out the family, and she know it. Ain't nobody still in the family except the little girl. Little ugly baby. That is not in the letter. It should be. <laughs> she didn't speak to this woman that's writing this letter. At this point, I walked out. My husband came behind me, and I made him take me home. We fussed and cussed all the way home. He said he can't go against his family. Hmm. You saw big, burly-ass on hand stand up. <laughs> I'm going to go against her. That's just on hand. Aunt Helen's big ass was over there. Aunt, Aunt Agnes's big ass was over there. Aunt Geraldine was in there. And Aunt Bernadette. Now, what you need to do is try to figure out why he got an ex-wife sitting at the table that ain't speaking to him and ain't nobody speaking to you. Why does he have an ex-wife? Could she have run up into this same problem? I think she did. I want to go upside his head every time I think of what he what he said to me. I want to cuss his aunt out too. Did I handle this all wrong? Yes, you did. How can we fix things so this don't keep affecting our marriage? I can't help you right there. I don't know what you to do. I want to get back to the question where you say, did I handle this all wrong? I believe you did. Shirley, I want you to play the role very quickly now. Mm-hmm. You are the aunt, aunt, big barely aunt Anne. Stand up and <laughs> give the toast. Let's go all the way back to when his daughter spoke to him but ignored me. Hi, Daddy. Hi, Daddy. You don't see nobody else? Uh-uh. Mama told me not to speak to her, just to speak to you. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Wait. Lean your little ugly ass over here. Daddy. <laughs> Do you see I'm- me? I'm not ugly, Daddy. That's you, uh, not You're nice. not ugly. No. Stop telling this baby she cute. <laughs> Listen to me, sweetheart. You what, are not Daddy? cute. Daddy. No, no, no. Don't listen to me. That's who you look like. You look just like your daddy. <laughs> and on a girl, it ain't cute. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. <laughs> Get up, Helen. Say something. Watch this go. here. <laughs> we gotta go. I swear to God, I'll bust a cap. Say something, Helen. <laughs> All right. Um, I'd like to tell you, you got to post your comments on today's Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey FM on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand. Now, coming up at 46 minutes after the hour from the talk, it is our girl, Cheryl Underwood, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, it's Carla's reality update and TV show update. But right now, uh, Steve, your girl is in the building. Put your hands together for Cheryl (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Steve Harvey. And I know you're in Miami. And listen, I'm not even trying to watch the halftime show. If they ain't got Uncle Luke up in there, Trick Daddy or Trina or something like that, ain't nobody watching. Okay, I'm sorry. Patrick love the kids. Finest, baby. Just listen to me. That's what I need to see, boy. I need to see that 89, that 90. I need to see that oh, Miami 90. Do they, know, do, do, they, do they notice yeah. about you on the talk? What? That I used to go to uh, Miami Night Studio 183 uh, years when Marvin Dixon was out there? You know how much wow. I street walk in that parking lot? Boy, street walk in the parking lot. <laughs> 
That was a huh? heck of a club with Bob what Dixon the, ran it. What? Sure Listen to me. This week on the talk, my sorrow, our sorrow of Zeta Phi Beta, Dion Warwick, was on the show calling Shirley's, and then I gave her a gift yeah. of sisterly love and invited her to Centennial festivities in June in Washington, D.C. She opened the gift right then, put on the Zeta blue and white crystal bracelet, then put on the Z5 B pen, and then sang what the world need now is love, sweet love. You Go saw right, Dion Warwick. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Let me see what other business. Hey, it. while we talking about things, hey, don't that girl Val Demis, the girl that's uh the lawyer that's fighting the impeachment, don't she look like Vanessa Bell Calloway? She look just like her. <laughs> oh, man. Look at her face. Yeah, she do. She look. That's our girl, hey. too. Shout out and to Vanessa Alan Dershowitz, you need to get somewhere and sit down, Alan Dershowitz, before you ain't the only lawyer in town. Okay. It's Judge Joe Brown. Yeah. Judge Joe Brown, good lawyer. Uh-huh. Um, Judge uh-huh. Mathis, good lawyer. Huh? <laughs> they gonna lose if you don't get Judge Mathis. Ju- that you gonna lose if you don't get Maybelline. You gonna Maybelline. lose the case. You better go get everybody. You gonna lose case. Dershowitz need to stop talking because somebody got some evidence or whatever was going on at the freaking mm-hmm. deacon party. Oh, and last but not least, speaking of <laughs> freaking deacon party. Junior, what you doing this weekend? I'm gonna be on I can pick us up some chicken. You bring the baby off. I'm gonna go to that new Harold's in Hollywood and get us some chicken and some, you know, I'm gonna eat some gizzards because I'm old school. Junior. Stop playing, Junior, like we not gonna Junior. be together. It's Super Bowl. It's a Super Bowl in love, Junior. Junior. Bring your Junior. Cl- Bring your cleats, Junior. Bring, you're going for a touchdown. You're going for a field goal. Junior. It's gonna be a three-pointer, Junior. You better come on. Up. Do if you don't want none of this, bring baby uh, oil. Do not make bring the baby oil. <laughs> what did you say a couple of days ago in the strawberry letter? I do's porn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, show. We gotta Come get on, out of here, girl. Come Thank on, you boy. so much. Carlos Reality update coming up at get the top of the hour. Right after Come this. Come get this, boy. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Tommy. It's on you, baby. Let me have it. Let me have it. It's that time, baby. We got Carla Farrell with what? Reality update. That's right, nephew. Okay, we're going to do TV show update. And what TV show are we going to talk about, Steve? Power. 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 (laughs) Okay, so we only have three episodes left. We're trying to find out who shot ghosts. I think it's about three episodes, but we if we don't have three episodes left, we got three suspects left. Well, okay. okay. We got one episode. We got one episode and three subs, three suspects. So here we go. On the most Can recent I straighten you out episode, on something Steve. First? Uh-uh. Just I want you to hear you this, this right. though. Okay, go I'm ahead. listening. I already know. You go gotta ahead. hear this. You gotta hear listening. this update on this show. Councilman Tate, who's played by Lorenz Tate, we got to see what he did on the day that Ghost was shot. Now, remember, Councilman Tate was very angry when he found out Ghost basically backstabbed him by joining his opponent's ticket for the race, for the governor's race in New York. Anyway, Councilman Tate was happy to help the police get Ghost, but it just wasn't working, so the police was like, hey, it ain't gonna work like that. Anyway, Ghost called his boys... To come up and help him and kill Ghost. Who was Ghost Boys? Who did he call? Who you think it was, Steve? Who do you think it was, Hold up, hold up. Listen to me. Guess. Did you phrase it the right way? You said Ghost called his boys up to help him kill Ghost. No, that's not right. Oh, I'm sorry. Councilman Tate 
called his boys to come Uh-oh, up. Oh, Steve, know what's going on? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. To he called Cat. Ghosts. Okay, yeah. so now who who was his boys? Well, see, first of all, let me tell you something. Councilman huh. Tate ain't killed nobody, cause Lorenz right. Tate ain't never been a murderer in none of his movies. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Society. 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 Oh, yes, he was. You're like a right about now. Real movies. <laughs> that was a real movie. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Yes. That Minister anyway. Society wasn't up from nothing that dark ass movie. <laughs> <laughs> that bad ass light. Now, he, he didn't me, do Steve. it. Go ahead. All right. Who do you think? So there's two guys that came up that Councilman Tate called. Coop is one of the characters' name, and his son, Carter. Who do you think played Coop? This person is very close to you. Now, his, that, see, that, y'all don't understand. See, that's Cedric the Entertainer. <laughs> yes! <laughs> see, I already know this. I already know this. See, these, Go ahead, big dog. See, How you, you knowing this, huh? I be, dog, I don't watch all this, but I know all this. <laughs> he is the shocker in the next three episodes. The key to this whole thing is his what? name is Ghost. Yes. Okay. Mm. You okay. will see Ghost for the third episode is over. Woo. Who told you that? Said. Said did. Said ain't make it. Said don't ever make it. <laughs> That's cold blooded. Say go on so shows just... to get killed because he got money. He got oh, sitcoms. <laughs> <laughs> See, so ghost, ghost is ghost. Why would he call him ghost if he wasn't gonna be no ghost? Oh, See, y'all need to get up on it. The... And and t- Councilman Tate is not finna be yes. no murderer. He's not. He wasn't there. He has an alibi. So no, he. You're yeah, right. He was in the police station. He was at the police station, and shout out to, to Lorenz Tate, woman, Tasha uh, St. Patrick. Huh? That's who you think it is. We gonna watch. We gonna figure it out. But shout out to said he did his thing. Coop did not make it, just like Steve said. And we have to shout out to Lorenz Tate, his real brother, Lamar Tate. He mm-hmm. played his brother on the show, and that was some great acting going on between the two brothers. So. Councilman now, Tate got his don't power confuse back. That, don't confuse him with Lamar Odom. Ain't nobody confusing. Ain't nobody confusing <laughs> that. Oh, okay. Or just making sure. you get that from? All right, that's your TV show update, reality update. You can hit me up at Lips by Carla. We'll be back at 20 minutes after. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, so Steve, you are down in Miami for the big Super Bowl game, or the big game. This is Super Bowl 54. So what's your day like? What are you doing today? Well, as soon as I get off the air, I got to go right over to do uh, ESPN First Take. With uh, With Stephen A. A. Yes. Yeah, and Molly Quinn and uh, Max Kellerman. That's my, I like Max. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, and then right after that, I do the Rich Iceman show. Okay. Then I got to sit down and get these jokes ready for Saturday. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Now, what's that process? You excited? Uh-huh. Uh, you know, a little tense because you know I, you know, I like doing well as a stand-up, so it's always a little, you know, just a little bitty booty pincher. 
Uh-huh. Booty pincher. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, he said uh, it. <laughs> now, Uncle, you and Stephen ain't going to get into it on first take again. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> You know, he's an argumentative-ass person. He don't go on there. He ain't on TV agreeing with Harlan no damn. Yeah. <laughs> he has his own you remember the line you told him the last time, up? What? What I told him. Oh, he I, said, I told him, I, I said, this first take, it ain't just your take. Yeah. <laughs> I love this it. This first take, partner. This ain't just your take. <laughs> oh, I like man. it. <laughs> We'll be watching. We'll be watching. All right, more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show and some trending news coming up at 33 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, yesterday, uh, Vanessa Bryant changed her profile image on her official Instagram account. She changed it to a picture of Kobe and Gigi. In the picture, Kobe is embracing Gigi. Uh, she's got her arm on his shoulder, and he's lovingly gazing down. And that picture is from the 2016 NBA All-Star Game in Toronto. Uh, Vanessa also posted a touching message on Instagram yesterday. I'll read some of it. She said, My girls and I want to thank the millions of people who've shown support and love during this horrific time. Thank you for all the prayers. We definitely need them. We are completely devastated by the sudden loss of my adoring husband, Kobe, the amazing father of our children, and my beautiful, sweet Gianna, a loving, thoughtful, and wonderful daughter, an amazing sister to Natalia, Bianca, and Capri. We are also devastated for the families who lost their loved ones on Sunday, and we share in their grief intimately. We aren't, there aren't enough words to describe our pain right now. I take comfort in knowing that Kobe and Gigi both knew that they were so deeply loved. We are so incredibly blessed to have them in our lives. I wish they were here with us forever. They were our beautiful blessings taking from, taken from us too soon. Wow. Um, <sighs> you know, I mean, you just feel her so much, you know. Keep... I, 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 I don't even know how to... You know, this this woman's strength that mm-hmm. is required of her and these kids um, is, is, is something that's, like, uh, abnormal. I mean, it's, it's, it's almost superhuman strength that's required at a time like this. And hopefully she has a great support system. And according to these words right here, uh, it sounds like it because you've got to have a – a lot of people, man, have, are coming to to sit with her and and check and pick the baby up and take. You got to take a lot of little menial tasks off people at this point because the 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 little stuff. You you know you hear the saying, "Don't sweat the little stuff." Mm-hmm. At this point in time, you 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 can't have little stuff on, on you because the day to day. Yeah, you need yeah, every yeah. ounce of everything that's in you just to cope yeah yeah i, I, I that's it's just phenomenal that this is even happening for yeah. her to issue right. any type of statement at this time it yeah. is just amazing amazing i know those three yes girls. it's amazing strength yeah yeah you know she's got to show just, up for them and she's probably, oh my god you just oh yeah. Oh, man um so you know to the prayer warriors out there and we know you're out there Uh, Please keep Vanessa Bryant and the entire Bryant family in your prayers. 
also the other families who lost their lives in that uh, horrific crash. Yeah. Coming up, our last break of the day and some closing remarks from the one and only Steve Harvey at 49 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, so, um, Steve, there was a journalist, Lindsay uh, Granger is her name, uh, very just articulate, just um, eloquent woman. Uh, She responded to um, another young lady, uh, Felicia Sonmez, who is a national political reporter for The Washington Post, who tweeted some really nasty derogatory things about Kobe Bryant uh, just a couple of hours after everyone found out that he had passed away. Now, uh, Lindsey Granger, the journalist, is on a talk show. It's called The Daily Beast Live. And we got to take a listen to, to what she has to what she had to say in response to what uh, this woman, Felicia Sonmez, uh, tweeted about Kobe. And Felicia Sonmez, by the way, has been placed on administrative leave. Take a take a listen to this. I'm looking at the journalist Felicia, and she is somebody who has gone through sexual assault herself. And she said that in the Washington Post. She released an article a couple of years ago detailing her experience. So, as a journalist, which is not what we do, we are a talk show with opinion. But you were, a and I was a journalist for ten years, for 10 years, 10 years prior to that taking this to job. Said. So, as a journalist, it's our job to objectively report the news. I know that that would be tough if you're someone who survived sexual assault. But when I'm looking at this story, she didn't give the story any context, and she got upset that she was being attacked on Twitter for tweeting a link that basically was condemning. Kobe Kobe's character and accusing him of rape. But I think her job as a journalist was to put that in context. You have the responsibility and you need to have the journalistic acumen to write the full story. Go to the Washington Post and say, this man is a nuanced character. This man has a detailed, layered history that we need to discuss. But don't just tweet that out and be the political reporter for the Washington Post and tweet that and leave it there. Because you're leaving yourself open to the attacks that you're now receiving. And so whether or not she should be fired, you know, I think that she should be put on leave like she was. I think it's inappropriate because we're in a time where we don't know what journalism is, is anymore. We have our president that attacks journalists. We have TMZ that broke the news to Vanessa Bryant that her husband passed away. You know, what are we doing now that we need to look at ourselves, people who call themselves journalists? We have journalists attacking a seven-year-old child, which is Blue Ivy, and we look at them calling out her characteristics. We need to do better altogether as journalists. And I look at this woman, and I say it was your responsibility just to do better and give it more time than two hours after the man passes away to say what you think about him if it's negative. And, you know, don't hide behind somebody else's article. I, I stand behind a journalist named Jillian Sheldon. She sat at that Kobe trial for six weeks. She followed it in Colorado, in and out, stayed there, interviewed all the lawyers, interviewed the woman who was accusing him. And she said, how can we use someone's worst day on this earth as a referendum in the, on their character in totality? And we can't, because just like Kobe, we all have flaws and we're all layered individuals. And we've seen this story time and time again, too many times when it's a black man and a white woman that's an accuser, when that's the story and it goes down and he just goes and gets convicted by the public jury. And we've seen the story too many times where women who are who have been sexually assaulted cannot give their voice to the public and give are not given the space they need to share their story. So this is a complicated thing to talk about, but I really think that as a journalist, if you're going to take that name and that stance and that dignity of a position, you should probably do it properly and just try to tell the complicated story with as much care as possible. And that goes for everybody involved in this Kobe situation. Wow! Whoa! Well, yeah, checkmate! She, was, she, wow. checkmate. she was so articulate. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know how I could possibly follow that with any information. I think she had it spot on. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing of it now, uh, since we're closing, uh, journalists are really supposed to be fair and impartial. Mm-hmm. 
and journalists are supposed to report the facts to us. But two things have happened. First of all, we have social media, which is main focus now is no longer on truth or facts, but on eyeballs and views and likes and comments. And the more clicks you can get, the more valuable you can become. So now we have found a way to monetize evilness. We have found a way to not be truthful and make money off of it. We have now found a way that you don't have to report the facts as long as you report something and you make it so uh, interesting enough or is usually so dark enough or so... uh, you know, exasperated and and, and, and and inflamed news reports that it draws eyeballs. That's one thing. The second thing that we have going on in this country is that we now have a president who berates people in the media, who applauds his staff when they put journalists in their place for asking perfectly legal questions. So now, from the top, for those of you who voted for Trump, for those of you who support Trump, who think that he's great for this country, this was your vote that has now allowed this type of behavior to act itself out in the White House. That's, your vote did that. Now, I get tired of us turning it around and somehow making it our fault because he lost the general election. They say upwards of 4 million votes, somewhere between 3 and 4 million votes. He lost the popular vote. He won the electoral. So enough people turned out to vote to keep him from being president. But because we have this old archaic system called uh, the electoral college vote, he's the president. But this man who is in office, I ask people who vote for him, would you want your child to be him? That combined with social media have the climate that that woman is talking about where you can report the news without telling the family first and how this woman feels like because it was a black man's crime against a white woman that she can berate his entire life's work. And like God has not this thing called grace and forgiveness that we've all partaken of in our life and all of us will continue to have to need it until the day we die and that's that's created this climate today and I think what the lady said was spot on right on sister thank you for all Steve Harvey contests no purchase necessary void where prohibited participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated for complete contest rules visit steveharveyfm.com you're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show 